0: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do.
3: Hey, everyone, welcome to Dove's Talk presented by Wendy's. It's a better breakfast o'clock at Wendy's. Get a hot and buttery Wendy's breakfast biscuit with bacon or sausage, fresh cracked egg, and cheese for just $1. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. That is Kendra Andrews, as always. I'm Grant Lifman here, always. as always. Dove's Talk presented by Wendy's. And on this episode, Quinn Cook, mm, our good old, old friend, friend Quinn. He's back, and he's uh, going to chat and tell us just wonderful things i'll tell you this quinn cook one of the most likable guys in the, on the planet
2: yeah i take i yeah i agree
3: there was a whole article about how he's like the most popular guy in the nba when he was in the nba and we yeah. talk about that and i even ask him who's the last person you facetimed
2: who, who was it
3: well you have to watch the interview ah, it's coming up i know okay. unbelievable in the meantime whew, all right so recording this uh, after the wars beat the heat monday night but let's talk a little bigger themes here because mm. before that game james wiseman was out there on the court yes and he was out of uh, health and safety protocol and he was out there shooting he looked happy he looked strong mm-hmm. and uh i mean just you forget his just his presence and his size until you're sitting there and you're like oh yeah that guy's yeah, gonna be coming and back feel for them.
2: Tiny standing sitting next to him it was really good to see you know he participated in the team shoot around um, Monday morning before that heat game and Grant it's just good steps moving forward you know him being placed in health and safety protocols was a small step back as he continues to rehab that right meniscus Um, but good news for him and the Warriors is that as early as next week the team is really hopeful that he'll be cleared for contact drills and contact work which he's not been able to do yet he's not going to go with the team on their two game road trip um, at dallas at new orleans on wednesday and thursday but when the team comes back and starts practicing i'm assuming they're going to practice on saturday and then into early next week he could start doing contact drills and that is the big hurdle that that he's been waiting and trying to get over so the fact that the training staff is now saying that he's okay to do that is a really really big step for him
3: we know the reasons for the the uh, excitement for clay thompson's return Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about in a second but um and they're obvious because we've seen what he has done in the nba we have seen who he is we've seen he's a future hall of famer all that he's Mm -hmm. gonna fit in the team's gonna be that much better with him there's unknown when it comes to james wiseman and that is the reason he doesn't have the same excitement about Mm -hmm. him there's some that are maybe skeptical there's others that are very optimistic but others are just wanting to see what he does out there for me I'm not going to say I'm equally as excited, but I'm extremely anxious yeah. to see him out there. Yes, because I just want to see what he can do, where he is, yes. what what can he do with this team versus a team that wasn't very good and wasn't very cohesive last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I it would be I'd be blasphemous to say I'm just as excited as Clay's return, but. Okay. I really, really look forward to watching James Wiseman and see how he integrates into the team. He's a very
2: intriguing player, and I agree. I'm excited to see how he fits in with this team that is put together far better than they were last season. And I'm also intrigued and excited to see how he plays knowing that the coaching staff is going to put him in better positions Mm -hmm. to succeed. Mm -hmm. Steve Kerr and other coaches have admitted time and time again that because the team wasn't very good last season and they knew that they had a lower ceiling for what they could accomplish they kind of let James just go out there and do whatever that resulted in a whole lot of fouling you know he couldn't really defend without fouling some you know, maybe a couple too many threes and what he should be taking at this point in his career. He could always add that, but right now. So I'm really excited to see with them putting him in the correct position with the correct supporting cast around him, how he can help this team. And I think it's just going to add a whole other layer uh, to this already incredibly deep team. And, you know, there's a reason why he was the second overall pick. You know, he has the chops. It's just about putting it into NBA action. I know.
3: And it's going to be... It's gonna be tough because he's gonna have to be joining a uh, a team that could be a title favorite, and by could be I mean they should be. If Clay Thomas is back, the team's fully healthy at this point. I can't think of a reason otherwise <laughs> at this point. But yeah, um, it's just gonna be a lot of pressure. It's gonna be a different type of pressure yes. for him this time around. So um, it'll be it'll be very exciting to see. So mentioned Clay's return. Uh, already 30 times without actually talking about it. Yes, the rumors right now are that Sunday the 9th, Clay will return at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Everything we saw before the game Monday would not tell us anything otherwise. Right. He really gave off vibes, uh, subtle and not-so-subtle vibes, yeah. that he's uh, very much on the <laughs> verge was it? of the returning. pulling
2: up the six, the six fingers, fingers as he walked off the court.
3: He came out there as if he was – he came out there as if he was playing tonight yeah. uh, or Monday night. Uh, shh, don't tell them this is Monday night. But <laughs> okay. for him, I mean, just seeing him out there with Steph and Draymond warming up, that yeah. that was kind of a goosebumps moment for just anyone who watches the NBA.
2: It, it was. It was a very special moment to, to see, you know. First, it was this, just the Splash Brothers, Steph and, and, and Clay, out there together. And then when Draymond walked out for his, his warm-up, too, it, it was a very special moment and it it definitely got everyone buzzing a little bit more and what i said to you you know if that was clay thompson just stepping out on the court for warm-ups and getting a standing ovation from the fans that were already there just imagine what it's going to be like whether that is on sunday against the Cavs or the week after or whenever (laughs) Whenever it is is. like whenever it is it's just going to be such a great moment but as you said you know there's nothing that you can look at uh, in 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 seeing Clay warm up, watching him in practice or shoot around the mm-hmm. videos that the Warriors and the Santa Cruz Warriors have released and say he isn't ready to come back. Right. Uh, his shot looks phenomenal. He also looks strong. You know his legs look good. It doesn't look you know look like his his Achilles or ACL tears are having a hinder on him. At least when he is stationary, we haven't seen him move very much.
3: Yeah. But, but you
2: know everything looks like he is ready. Um, and it's, so it's just waiting for that that green light, you know, Oof. I'm really interested to see how his defense comes out because he was one of their best two way players. That's, you know, as much as his shooting was spectacular. He, we when we when we did Dubs talk live, you talked about how Andrew Wiggins has been a guy this season who's been assigned to the opposing team's best guard or, or small forward or wing. That used to be Clay Thompson, so mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how his defense has come along too. But his shot right now is as pure as ever.
3: Yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, one of the probably the best signs for the Warriors so far um, is two things. Mm-hmm. Number one. Planet Orange, a leader in eco-friendly, effective pest control. Let us be your partner for all your pest control needs, servicing residential, industrial, and commercial customers without harming the environment. Planet Orange, family-friendly, pet-friendly, and professional. The other thing, Kendra, mm. is the experiment or the just the natural progression of Jordan Poole going back to the bench. Yeah. Monday night, I mean, he scores the most points off the bench since Ian Clark in 2017. He drops 32 points. Steve Kerr was raving about how easy of transition it was him to the bench. He played twenty six minutes that night. Maybe that's kind of where he'll hover around mm-hmm. going forward but that's one of the big question marks, right? Is how Jordan was going to transition, and right. the guy, it looks like nothing changed for him. He right. went out there with the same confidence, the same swagger, and I, I just, he had one of his best nights, and that was after being, what, what does he called it, in a hostage situation yeah, in Boston? Yeah,
2: That's what Steve Kerr said. He was held hostage in, in Boston in the health and safety protocols, and it was really good to see him have that type of game uh, just the second night out. His his. Efficiency was just absolutely crazy. 12 of 17 shooting, 5 of 9 from uh, beyond the arc. That was so good to see. And, you know, Jordan talked about it a little bit after the game saying, you know, there were some lineups that – or some guys that I haven't quite played as many minutes with uh, when they played against the Heat because he had been starting – um, so it is, you know. It, I think it is going to take some time. There are going to be nights where he's definitely not as efficient and doesn't score thirty-two points. Um, especially, I think after Klay Thompson gets back, and the and the whole rotation is kind of trying to figure out exactly who is in that second unit versus the third unit versus, you know, just I think there's going to definitely be more transition to happen. But we also have to remember that before Jordan was a starter, he came off the bench (laughs) last year. He's not foreign to being in that second unit. This roster looks completely different. It's a much better roster. So I think he should have an easier time transitioning just because there are going to be better players around him when he's coming off the bench. Um, but it's not its not new territory for right. him. He, he understands what this job entails, and he, in my opinion, is far better equipped to do this job than he was just six, nine months ago. It's
3: very true, and the transition so far off to a great start. Speaking of transitions, you know who was the backup, pretty much point guard to Steph before.
2: I'm going to say it was Quinn
3: quinn cook and so what a transition that was uh can not imagine if
2: i got that wrong that
3: would be really awkward uh was it avery bradley yeah. i guess okay so well. <laughs> um yeah that's I, I here's quinn cook i don't know better thank you Perfect, so much yes. for downloading and following dubstock this is dubstock presented mm-hmm. by wendy's and again i would like to introduce you to quinn cook
0: Great Resort and Resorting Casino is your destination for
3: 24-7 fun. Experience luxurious rooms, award-winning dining, world-class spa and
0: salon, and the best gaming and entertainment around. Visit Greatonresortcasino.com to book your 24-7 fun.
1: You ever get the sudden urge to hop on a plane and head to Dubai or London or Tokyo? Now it's easier than ever because Alaska Airlines has joined one world. One World is a global
3: alliance that makes it easy for Alaska Mileage Plan members to earn and redeem miles
1: worldwide. Go global with Alaska Airlines and One World. Learn more at AlaskaAir.com/OneWorld. As life returns to normal, our worries have not disappeared, but evolved. CalHOPE offers free COVID-19 emotional support. Call 1-833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org today.
3: We have a very special guest with us today. That is former warrior and two-time champion Quinn Cook is with us. And uh, Quinn, you're in the training camp with the Blazers. What have you been up to since?
1: Uh, I went overseas. Uh, I took like a month. I had a a calf injury lingering from my time with the Lakers and the Cavs last year. So I was shut down all summer. Um, Tried to do training camp with the Blazers, and my calf just wasn't right. So I took another month to rehab, and then I went to Russia. And now I'm back for the holidays. And, uh, um, yeah, just working out, trying to stay right. Well, hopefully we'll see you back in the NBA
3: shortly. I think there's a, there's a need for uh, uh, players out there. So hopefully we'll, we'll see you back. Uh, let's, let's just revisit your time with the Warriors first. And uh, I mean, it's kind of hard. I'm sure you have a thousand memories, but is there one in particular, one moment that sticks without sticks out to you the most when you look back at that
1: time? Um, I would say probably my first game, Um, With the Warriors, I wasn't activated. Um, I wasn't active. Um, I had just signed, and that was our first game that season against the Rockets, I believe. Um, And uh, just to be in that locker room around all that greatness. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, me and Kevin, um, you know, our brother is one of my best friends in the world. So, obviously, I'm always rooting for him. And, you know, whatever team he was on was my favorite team. But um, I was always a fan of Golden State even when, you know, Mark Jackson was there and, you know, they got Draymond and, and young and a young clay and Steph was emerging as, you know, um, a superstar. I just love their brand of basketball. And obviously their first championship in 2015, that was the year I won it in college. So, um, you know, I just kind of always was a fan of Golden State. Just always was a fan um, from that point on and obviously competing against them my first two years in the league and just having that respect for them and just to be in that locker room my first, my first day there um, was amazing. It was amazing for me, and it kind of, you know, trickled on from that.
3: Do you ever stop and take a moment to think, and it might happen later on in your life where you just look back and be like, I was a piece of the rotation of maybe one of or if the, the greatest team in NBA history.
1: I think about that now. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not waiting till I'm till I'm 30, 40, 50 years old to reflect on. That. I think about that now, man. I'm. I'm so. I'm so thankful. I'm so blessed. I'm so honored just to be a part of that team for two years. Um, and I was always a, a pretty popular guy. You know, coming from where I come from, going to two powerhouse high schools. You know, playing at Duke for four years. So you know, I was pretty known. But you know, I'm always known. Um, everywhere I go as being Steph's up or. You know, <laughs> of being, being a teammate of uh, uh, Kevin and Draymond and Iggy and Clay and all those guys. So definitely the two of my best years of my basketball career um, in my entire life. And just not just on the court, but off the court, the life lessons that I've learned, um, the relationships that I created. Um, I'm always thankful, you know, for my time there in Oakland.
3: All right. I was going to save it to the end about the most popular part, but hey, you brought it up. So I got to ask you. So there was an article, I believe, written about uh, Quinn Cook being like the most popular guy uh, in the NBA or the world. I don't remember which one it was. And um, I remember this is again, this is off the top of my memory. I think you were a big FaceTime guy, right? You you love FaceTiming people. Yeah, still am. Okay, so (laughs) if you're willing to share, like, who's the last big FaceTime you had? Are you like, is there like a? Who who's who's somebody that Quinn Cook just talked to recently
1: oh uh, well, I mean I talk to Kevin every day so uh oh, I think that one. doesn't really count because it's <laughs> <laughs> our relationship yeah but I mean I literally just talked to Draymond um a couple days ago I talked to everybody I'm I'm in some pretty some pretty good chats uh, I talk to a lot of a lot of my guys every single day uh, when I was in Russia um the time was flipped I was eight hours ahead of east coast and 11 um on Pacific so I would go to practice, sleep right after practice, so I could wake up and be up all night for the games and stuff. And I'd be talking to my guys um, before and after the games and stuff, just to still feel a part of America. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I still keep in contact with all my all my guys, and uh, you know, they they they're always you know rooting for me, keeping my spirits up, keeping you know my confidence high. And man, we re- we really talk about basketball. It's, it's a it's a really um a lifelong you know relationship that I created with a lot of guys you know in the league and entertainment or whatever. So
3: and is it is it always FaceTime or is it phone calls too? FaceTime.
1: I only I only talk to my grandma I only talk to my grandma and my agent on the phone. Everybody else is FaceTime.
3: <laughs> does that does anyone ever be like dude I don't want to be on camera man. I just want to talk to you.
1: Uh no they know they know they know they know <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's
3: tough there's there's certain people that like they just will not pick up a facetime call but i'll, I'll, I'll maybe when quinn cook calls on facetime it's just an automatic pickup yeah,
1: we got that rapport we got that relationship so you know i like to see you know where you at you know a lot of my a lot of my friends they might be you know got some art in the background they might be on a balcony with the view i gotta I, I like to feel a part of the view so you know right. they don't mind sharing their local their 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 your ambiance is with me.
3: You need to FaceTime Clay when he's on his boat.
1: <laughs> I mean, he usually goes live, so his, his phone's off.
3: <laughs> Pretty much. He's FaceTiming everyone.
1: FaceTiming the out. world, so yeah. I got a front row seat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you, so you mentioned you're you're still close to Draymond. Like, is there anyone else with the current team that you, you still chat with a good amount? Like, who, who do you still keep in touch with? You know,
1: well, me and Dane, we grew up together. We play on the same AAU team, so obviously me and Dane, um, you know, super proud of him. You know, Steph, um, still still talk to Steph. Still talk to Andre, um, very frequent. I talk to all the guys that, who, who's still there, um, you know, more frequent than, you know, a lot of teams that I have played for, obviously because, you know, winning a championship. But, um, you know, Steph, Draymond, Iggy, um, D. Lee, I talk to those guys, you know, once every two weeks, every, once every three weeks, kind of. You know, Andre, he always calls and checks on me. He always comments on everything I do on Instagram. Um, he always, you know, just he—he's—he's he's one of my, you know, vets that I could really like, you know, count on with anything. Um, Sean Livingston is like that as well. Um, Zaza, I still talk to Zaza every other day. So, um, guys who are still playing, guys who, you know, are retired, um, still, I still kind of have that relationship, you know, with those guys, and that's how special you know, the, the the bond was of all the guys in that locker room in 2018, 2019. And you mentioned
3: Andre Iguodala and it, people obviously, I mean, he's turning back the clock the way he plays too. It's just, it's it looks like vintage Iguodala right now, the way he plays with the Warriors. But, One thing that is just invaluable is is, his expertise and is being a veteran leader to a lot of these guys. And I know he's taken Jordan Poole under his wing. He's talked a lot about the rookies and stuff. How valuable of a resource is Andre Goddard? You know, is it just coach speak where you're like, oh, we have a good vet here? Or how does he actually help you tangibly uh, in the league?
1: Yeah, well, his presence first is is one, um, you know, his resume. Speaks for a sub Hall of Famer in my eyes. So, you know, as soon as he walks, to, walks in the door, you know, um, the respect level is there. Um, he's very vocal, not to where he's like, you know, I know it all, but he's just, you know, he's been around the block. You know, he's a finals MVP, you know, three-time champion, um, gold medalist, um, you know, so he's done it all. And uh, obviously off the court, I mean, he's probably the pillar, you know, obviously like you got guys, Kevin, Steph, Braun, but, I mean, Draymond, We think of business, Clay, when you think of business, I mean, Andre is the face, you know, and um, so he has that respect as well. And, uh, you know, he does it with his actions. You know, you know, he's one of the first in the gym, one of the last to leave. Um, I remember, you know, I used to always take pride, and I think this is kind of where we bonded. You know, our lockers were always next to each other. I was always in the middle of Andre and, 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 and Dot and Sean. So I would pick their brain every single day. But uh, how me and Andre really hit it off was, you know, I always took pride in being in the gym like late at night, early in the morning, whatever. So um, a couple of times I go in at night, man, I just hear a ball bounce, like, man, who's this? Like, man, who beat me? <laughs> who's beat me at my at my game? Like, you know, so, you know, it was Andre. It was Andre, not, not every night, but every other night, you know, he was in there and uh, getting it in. This is, I don't know what year it was for him, but, you know, it's, maybe 13, 14 years in, 15, maybe, I don't know what year he is now, but he still had that work ethic. He still, you know, was, was, this is December and he's getting ready for April, May, June, you know, not just physically, but in his head, taking shots that he took in the finals and in the, in, in, in the Western Conference finals and stuff like that. So um, he was very sharp at that. And, you know, he allowed me to start working out with him and, you know, he invited me, started inviting me to the house. And, you know, my mom became really tight with his mom and, Um, it's a really a a family atmosphere so um, he always calls me you know even to this day even though we haven't been on the same team he always checks on me even when we were in a bubble he he made sure we ate you know lunch or or or, or dinner you know once a week you know when we was in a bubble so um, he's definitely a big brother for me and uh, I wouldn't be where I am without him for sure
3: and and yeah you you everything you're saying with Andre back but you also mentioned Sean and Zaza both of them back with the Warriors now you know so it just feels like they're bringing in that leadership, right? Because right now they have a youth movement while at the same time competing for a title. So you, you, in your mind, you're like, that's the best way to do it is to have these guys to mentor them while competing?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you have, you know, the coaching staff who's been there, who's won. You mix that in with your stars and Clay, Steph, and Draymond. Um, and then you have your great role players and Loon, um, who's won championships, and Dre, who's won championships. And Dame, who's been there, um, you know, it's a fun team to watch. And then you have, you know, your Jordan Pools, who's, you know, been there while they were struggling. And now he's turning the page. And you got a guy like G, uh, GP who's, you know, he gives me motivation. I mean, you know, we're the same age, but he gives me motivation. I know his story. I know how many times, you know, he's been in the G League. I know how many 10-day contracts he's been on. And it's all about fit. It's all about fit. And, uh, you know, I can remember... You know, talking to him, you know, uh, our last training camp, man, just tell him how proud I, I was of him, cause you know, me and him, you know, we always get people coming up to us like, man, you know, y'all never quit, y'all never quit, and 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 when you when you look at you know not just yourself, but when you can see other guys, you know, going through that that struggle with you, you know, you can appreciate it, and he's flourishing, and it's it's taken him four or five years, but it's all about timing, and 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 and, and, and he's figured it out and he's having a, a heck of a season. So, yeah, to answer your question, just to have, you know, um, that mixture of, 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 of guys who've done it, you know, your older guys and the stars, and then you've got guys in front office, and, you know, Bob and Steve has obviously done it at the highest level. So um, I think it's a great, a great thing that they got going, and, uh, you know, it's fun to watch for sure.
3: And, you know, I, I love that you mentioned Gary and Damian. And so, you know, you played on the 2017-18 uh, c-dubs and on that team it was you damien uh chris boucher george niang you know a lot of nba players now but you look at the warriors roster right now and they have guys that have battled to be in the nba right fought through injuries or played overseas and really fought their way to be where they are now whether it be damien lee uh juan toscano anderson uh, uh gary payton ii you know just Looking at those guys and you mentioned that, you know, inspires you as well, but do you think that's also a valuable resource to a younger guy being like, you also have these people that are kind of veterans in their mind. I know they may be early in their NBA careers, but man, they're, they're veterans when it comes to experience.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it builds character. It builds character. I mean, not everybody has the, you know, the lottery pick, you know, road where I mean road where you know it's your ball right away. Um you start right away. Um you know Draymond had to go through adversity. Um you know having the career he had in Michigan State and you know dropping to the second round. Steph, you know, who's <laughs> the greatest point guard ever, he had to go through adversity. You know, Clay's going through adversity um right now. And uh you know just it builds character. So when you you think of your Wands and your D Lee's and your even Jordan Poole, man, he was, he was playing in the, in, the, in the G League bubble two years ago. Um, and the job that, you know, Santa Cruz did with him, I, I think I, that was big for me, you know, when I was in Golden State. Um, when I was at the end of the bench in Golden State early, it was fun. It was cool. You know, I was just happy to be there, you know, just my role. But, you know, when I went down, you know, Santa Cruz, like, I took it serious. I wanted to show people that I didn't belong. And I was in a rhythm. So, you know, those times when Steph went out, and I had to play 25, 30 minutes. I was in a rhythm, you know, and and that came from Santa Cruz. So when you see guys like D. Lee and Jordan Poole, man, I promise you, man, I remember him playing and I was watching him in the bubble two years ago. And now he's, you know, probably the most improved player in the league. So, um, and he's going to be a big reason why, you know, Golden State goes far, man. And it's just, you know, guys like that, you know, they've been through adversity and they don't take it for granted. So not saying that first round picks or lottery picks do, but, you know, there's a, there, there's a lot when, you know, you have undrafted guys and you have guys who've, you know, played on non-guaranteed contracts. JaVale McGee was, a, you know, on a non-guaranteed when he was in Golden State, and he's turned that into, you know, a gold medalist, another championship with the Lakers. So um, I think, you know, Golden State, you know, Bob and everybody in the front of Steve, they do a great job of kind of just, you know, finding character guys because um, we all can play. We're all talented. You know, everybody who's made it to this level, you know, has some sort of talent. But, you know, when you mesh it, you know, with your stars and your, you know, your guys who just, I don't care about scoring any points, I do whatever. You know, I saw Juan's quote, you know, that, that 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 was just, you know, very, very, very good to hear because, you know, we all know, we all know how it is not to play a couple games and get thrown in there and just, you know, just try to do anything if possible. Take a charge. Get a loose ball, get a deflection, whatever. So um, I think, you know, just to have that mix um, is great and it's paying off.
3: Before I ask you, I want to ask you follow up about Jordan Poole. Um, uh, someone told me that you uh, used to call Damian Lee 13.
1: Um, is it? <laughs> he, said, he said, yeah, he had, he had a nickname 13 on one of our AA teams because he got in the game for 13 seconds one time. Because he <laughs> came out, because so. This is a backstory. We were we were 13 years old actually. Um and we had a t- we had we had nationals in Memphis and he's just joined our team. He was the man where he was from, um, you know, in Baltimore. But we were, you know, from Prince George County in DC. So we ain't really we ain't really, you know, banged with Baltimore like that. But you know, he was the man and we needed some more firepower. So he came to our team and he wasn't cocky, but um, he was just a little different. And uh, you know, he it was new. It was, you know, nationals was the biggest tournament of the year. So, you know, he wasn't in the rotation like that. And uh, one game he got in the game for 13 seconds, and people just called him 13 for the rest of the trip. He says I made it up, but that's a total lie. You know, I was the only guy who was really talking to him at the time. But you know, that fueled him because you know, a couple of years later, you know, we played on the same AU team, and he was, you know, one of the best players. And, ended up having a great college career, and obviously, he's doing what he's doing now. So, but uh, that's definitely, yeah, that was one of his nicknames for a short stint in his life.
3: <laughs> I want to, you know, I don't know why we'll have to ask him why he didn't make his jersey number 13. That, that'd be, you know, a little, a little that, high. that
1: might haunt him. That might haunt him. <laughs> <laughs> he's good, he's good. With, I don't even know what number he is right now, but he's he, one, he's doing, yeah, he's one, and he's he's killing with it. So, yeah, don't change nothing. <laughs> 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 that's so funny um, for Jordan Poole
3: you mentioned just how well he's doing you mentioned you thought he could be the most improved player this year what's his ceiling
1: I think he's a star I think he can be an all-star in this league um, in the right situation I think he can be a key contributor on a championship team you know obviously you know this year you know I can't wait to see him back with Klay uh, and obviously they get James Wiseman back too. I forgot about Wiseman um, who's a hell of a player but you know, I, I just can't wait to see him, you know. I think he plays better the bigger the game. Bigger the games is I think that's yes, he kind of steps his game up. And you know, I watched Draymond's podcast. Um, I watched his show, you know, faithfully. And you know, Draymond said the one thing that he remembers about him as a rook which is just how much he talked, how much you know, confidence he had in himself. And you know, that's that, that that's hard to find, especially coming to Golden State, coming in that atmosphere with Hall of Famers champions all around the place, you know. Young guys usually come in there quiet, and it's not wrong with it. But you know, that's just human nature. But he, they say he came in there barking, and you know, I belong. And you know, took him, took, took him, you know, a season or two. But he damn sure belongs, man. And uh, it's just incredible to see. It's incredible to see, man. I'm a big fan.
3: Man, I, like I just. It- I feel like you have a scouting report on every guy on the team right now. And I almost want to do like a, a run through with like every, I'll go take the active I, I, roster.
1: Basketball is man. I watch, I know everything. I watch every game. I, 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 I'm visualizing myself getting back to that, getting back to that stage and getting back to that, you know, you know, those moments. So, you know, I, I can't run from it. I gotta, I gotta watch it. I gotta, you know, just, you know, visualize it and, and, and not just dream about it, but really watch and really study. So when I get back, it's, I know everything. So it was hard overseas. You can kind of get lost. You can kind of just focus on what you want to do, but I went overseas to get back to the league. So, yeah, uh, uh, I just love watching it. I just love watching, especially Golden State. That's awesome.
3: That's awesome. You can tell you just, you just love basketball, right? It's just, it's just, um, you know, just, just for the sake of it, maybe just like two sentences on each player, just like a quick scouting report. I just want to, I just, for all the fans listening right now,
1: every player on the team.
3: No, not every player. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna make you do that. Not, Tell me about Kavon Looney. No, no, no. I just like for the newer guys, like kavan Kavon is the oldest 25. Is he still 25? I think I like this dude. Yeah, he's is,
1: 25.
3: He's been in the league for I think 20 years. Seven years. This is this
1: is a seven year going on 21.
3: Yeah, exactly. This dude is yeah. just I don't think he'll ever not be 25 years old. Um yeah,
1: he's a uh... – the the foundation. He, yeah, he he's he's um he just does so much for that team, man. You can switch with him. He I th- I think he's gotten better, you know, on the boards, um, you know, since last year. Well, not not I I, I saw it last year he kind of took a step in rebounding, you know. Uh, you know, he 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 looks healthy. Um, yeah. he, he switched on the guards. I mean, he's he's a he was a big reason why we won, you know, a couple of years ago as well, while we were good in 2019 as well.
3: Okay, so this is what – okay, so th- this is what I'm talking about, like something like that. I'm just going to throw a few names out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, how well – I don't know how much you've watched the rookie – like Moses Moody, what do you know about him?
1: Arkansas, went to Montverde. Um, you know, I went to um, – you know, I, I did uh, – a. I went with IT. It was me, IT, and Avery Bradley. We played pickup with the guys um, before training camp. So I got to see him, Kamanga. Um, Kaminga. Kaminga, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with uh, Otto Porter, you know, I saw those guys, Jordan, I seen, you know, those guys before the season, man. And I was, I was very impressed in, 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 in Moody. Um, I didn't know he could shoot the ball as well. You know, I saw him, you know, really handling and slashing. He was in Arkansas. Um, couldn't really tell in high school at Mountburg because they were killing everybody. They had a loaded team, but um, he could shoot. He could really shoot the ball. We did some drills after he could really shoot the ball. And y'all uh, know when he goes down to Santa Cruz, he's, he dominates, he gets 30s. So, uh, you know, I, I know he has a tremendous upside. And Andre says he's a really good kid. So, um, you know, I know he's in a great atmosphere and he's definitely going to flourish.
3: And how about Kaminga?
1: He's a freak of nature. You know, just I fell in love with his game summer league. You know, I just saw things. I'm just like, wow, he definitely could be a star. You know, I heard his name for a while. You know, he's probably one of the top kids in his class. know the whole way so um but you know you can never you can never tell in high school just because the competition isn't what it is in college and the league and obviously he went the ignite route so I was paying close attention to him um with him and Jalen Green but uh you know just seeing him in summer league he just you know if it was a block or if it was a, a rebound you know cross over to a crazy dunk it was just like wow and then you know anytime people call it garbage time but you know it's not garbage time because guys who are in a rotation, you know, that's those two, three minutes, you know, you might not get those for another four or five games. And I can see his approach, you know, during that time. Obviously, you could be up um, or you could be down. And it, how you play could be the mood of the team, but also could be the mood of how you are, you know, off the court and, and, and how you feel about the situation at the time. And every time, even when he's not in a rotation, he gets in up 20, down 20, whatever. I mean, mostly up 20. I mean, he plays out of his mind. He plays tremendous. And, uh, you know, when he gets in the rotation, there's no let up because he has that motor. And that's, that says a lot about his professionalism. And obviously he's in the right spot with, you know, those guys. So, you know, I love the kid as well.
3: I, just, I feel like every time he, I, I, he just wants to dunk on people. You know, he, there's people that just want to dunk on somebody. Yeah. I think he's one of those dudes.
1: That's how I would play. That's how I would play if I, if I was built like him. I would want really to dunk everything. And he... He plays how I dream of playing. That's exactly who I would want to be in my next life.
3: You know, you're almost you're almost the same height as uh, Gary Payton II, and he just dunks on everyone. So yeah, there you his, go. Maybe
1: his genes. He already wins. He's, his genes is he already got a head start on all of us. He's dunking off the vert. He's caught like two posters off no steps to just. But he's been doing it though. Like he's been doing it. That's why like Twitter and everybody like doesn't really react crazy because. He's been doing it. It's just like <laughs> the stage is a, a little bit bigger now for him.
3: Right, he just set set a new bar and just. Kind and of he's another it.
1: guy. He's another guy who reminds me myself of myself. He's cool with everybody. Like if you have a problem, if you don't like GP, I mean, you just how you have an inner problem with yourself. Like if you don't like a guy like that, like I mean, he, he he's cool with everybody, man, and uh, he he deserves it.
3: Yeah, no, he. I, I mean, in terms of like good nature, just generally warm people, Gary Payton, the second is one of those people like he co- he shows up in the arena before a game. He walks up to every security guard, says, what's up? Like, he's just he's best friends with everybody in the building. Did you,
1: did you see the clip when uh, they were in Indiana? And he spilled over oh. the, the beer <laughs> and he was really like determined to make sure that the guy got his beer. I mean, he's just a, just a great guy. Great things happen to great people.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I love that. Um. How would James Wiseman? There's So the problem for James is forever he'll be, you know, sandwiched between Anthony Edwards and uh, LaMelo Ball, right? And there's yeah. a lot of fans that look at what LaMelo Ball is doing, and say, oh, they could have had LaMelo Ball. So and that's the unfortunate part of an NBA draft, and that's where he got taken. And unfortunately for him as well, injuries have kind of limited his ability to show out. So what do you know about James Wiseman? What have you seen, and, and what should fans be prepared for with him?
1: Um, I can tell you this. Um, I don't know him as well. Played against him last year. Um, met him a couple times, obviously, you know, just being around the game. But, you know, like I said, with me, IT, and Avery, when we were in town working out, obviously we had to be the first people there. And James was the first guy in the facility. And uh, rehabbing, obviously couldn't play, but he was, he was rehabbing. Like, full sweat, going hard. Um, he watched us play pickup. He played and worked out for like another two hours. We ate lunch. And uh, by the time we were leaving to go, you know, go back to the hotel, James was working out again. So that was obviously, you know, eye opening for me. Um, and you know, I, to be the number two pick in a, in a draft, you gotta, you gotta have something. And uh, you know, just talking to Draymond, Draymond loves him. You know, he's a real respectful kid, high character kid. You know, could be quiet at times, but you know, he, he's young, so. Um, you know, Draymond spoke the world on to me. And uh, I've always watched him. And he showed me glimpses last year. I was like, whoa, oh. you know, he'll have twenty points in eighteen minutes or something crazy. And you know, he's he's a sponge. He's a sponge. He now he's in the right spot. Well, he's been in the right spot, but now you know you got Iggy there and Clay's coming back now. So, you know, obviously with Clay rehabbing and stuff, he might not have been around as much, but now like Clay, Clay, Clay stinks people every people say that he's quiet and you know he gets this reputation of just you know being all about business, but Clay's probably one of my favorite teammates ever because like he's not he wasn't quiet at all. Like he was very talkative. Like he gave me so much confidence every single day. Um, anytime I got the ball, you know, and I scored, he was like, "Go!" Him and Steph would like go to cra- go crazy the most just because they they knew like my capabilities and that gave me so much confidence. So to have Clay back with James as well. I know it's going to do a lot for James too. So, uh, you know, I I think he's going to have a great career. I think he could be all-star in this league as well. Um, I know his upside is tremendous and, you know, I know uh, he's in the right spot to do it. You mentioned Clay Thompson
3: and, and I, and I understand this and I was telling, who was I talking to about this? I think I was talking to Jordan Poole about this and I said, Clay Thompson is one of those people across all fan bases. These are universally loved right? That no matter what, I feel like almost everyone in the NBA roots for Clay Thompson to be good. And, you know, you, you said he's one of your favorite teammates. Um, any Clay stories, like a drug to a fan base, because it's just always amazing. Do you have like a, a funny story or a favorite memory of Clay, like behind the scenes that we don't know
1: about? Um, I have a couple, um, I can remember game six of, uh, the Western College Finals in 2018, when we were down three-two um, coming back, and uh, you know we were down a lot in the first quarter, and you know through the game, obviously you know we have our vocal leaders and and the Draymond, Iggy, Kevin, you know who, who might, might yell might yell at us just to you know give us some give them some energy or, or whatever. Um, Steph and, and Clay they were very even kill. Um, when it came to stuff like that, obviously when we were going good, you know, um, they weren't as vocal. I mean, that's just who they are. I mean, they're very like into the team, very, you know, have relationships with everybody. But, you know, when we're playing, like even Q, um, you know, Draymond to get after it, but obviously when things are going well, Draymond is your biggest fan. Right. Um, So, you know, we're losing maybe 17, 18 in the first. And I remember, I think it was the end of, It was the timeout going into the second quarter, and Clay got after it like, not, not got after us, but like just like, come on, like, you no, know, we're better, we're better than this, like we're the Warriors, like we're the champions, like kind of just like, oh, like Clay's talking, like oh, like, and I remember D West gave well they they had a play like an elevator play that D West gave to Steve. I don't remember when he gave it to him, but you know we called it the D West play. It was an elevator for Clay, some false action. Had Clay going through an elevator up top. And uh, we ran that play, first play the second quarter. Clay hit it. Looked at the bench like, come on. And I could just remember, like, it just gave Oracle this surge. And we ended up winning that game by, like, 30 or 40 or something something crazy. But we were down. We were down, like, 16, 18 in the first quarter. And always, I remember that. And uh, Clay, another Clay story is the next day, when we were going to Houston for game seven. And this is probably my favorite Golden States moment. Well, one of my favorites, but this is probably my favorite, like this inner team team story is that going to Houston for game seven. And obviously Houston, you know, had been gearing up for us. They had the best record in the West. And, uh, you know, they were very vocal on, you know, we built our team for you guys. And, you know, for me, like, they, they, they went to OKC down 3-2 in 2016 and won and had to come back game seven. They had game sevens, you know, with Cleveland. Like, they've had many, 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 many big, big, big-time games. So, for me, this is my first one. Like, this is my first, we're going to Houston. So, you know, I get on the plane. I'm quiet. I got my hoodie on. Like, I'm ready to go. And everybody else comes on just – Joking, playing like it's a, it's a regular. And I'm like, dang, are we focused? Like, no, this is what I'm thinking in my head. Like, are we focused right now? Like, everybody's just loose. Everybody's loose. We get to, uh, we get, we get to Houston. You know, uh, we have film right away and film is, it's not loose, but you know, like you would think a final four game, national championship game, game seven, uh, or the Western Conference final game seven, anything, you would think everybody's just you know, like, let's go. Like, everything was loose. Like, everything was just like, everybody was just themselves. Like, it never changed. And I can remember shoot around the next day, you know, Steph shooting his half-court shots. I'm <laughs> like, you know, like cause I'm I'm so programmed. Like when I was at Duke, like everything is serious. Like, you know, we'll have fun after, you know, but everything's serious, but that's, that's the atmosphere that Steve and Bob created. Just, just loose. And obviously we had a switch. We, you know, we, 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 we locked in, but, that's what that's what made us so great. Our confidence was on another level. But you know, to finish the story, it was just when we got on that bus to go to the game, everybody was just locked in, and I had no doubt. You know, we got down early again. You know, uh, Clay got in foul trouble again. It was just no doubt in my mind. But you know, just that confidence, and I and I and I always think about Clay because Clay was just like as talkative as he ever had been on that flight. That's why that's what reminded me of Clay because. He was just very, very talkative. Very, man, we gonna win. Like I don't, I don't know about y'all, but we coming to win. Like, and that's how everybody carried I And mean, It just flows through the teams, and that's that was. It's one of my favorite stories ever.
3: I love that. I love that. I think people, you know, they see Clay as this. You know, obviously he has a lot of fun moments, and you know he can be. Uh, I don't even know how to describe him sometimes, and I think that's the fun of Clay Thompson. But at the same time, the dude is a competitor. Right, and he's, I heard he c- competes in everything. I think it was Draymond the other day telling him he like, they were competing the day after he like tore his ACL. Like they were like playing like dominoes or something like that. He's, or and uh, just, yeah, it just, it's always something.
1: Uh, I mean, he gets like, he gets upset, you know, when guys score on him. You know, he's not gonna show on the court, but when we're watching film, you know, st- uh, Steve is breaking down like, Loon, you might gotta be there uh, Draymond come over or just talking about internally, like, you know, of our shell of rotations and stuff. And Clay's just like, I just can't, I just can't get scored on. And it's like, <laughs> Daniel Lillard, it's like the best Kyrie Irving, like the best scorers in the world. And he's just like, I'm not supposed to get scored on right there. That's just his belief in, you know, his self defensively. And, you know, he, he locks in, he takes those challenges and, you know, he's definitely one of the best players ever.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, just, uh, got to ask about staff. We've gone this far. And we haven't talked about Steph Curry. So that that's, you know, now, you know, the progression of where this is going. Um, I just, I mean, you played with Steph Curry and then from there you go play with LeBron James. And so you're playing with, and you had Kevin Durant too. So you played with pretty much the three best players in the world at that point. Um, what are some similarities and differences in the way just being on a team with a Steph versus a LeBron, or, or a KD versus LeBron? What 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 are the differences and
1: similarities? Uh, the similarities in they're ultra, ultra, ultra competitive. Ultra competitive, like you grow up hearing stories of how competitive, you know, Mike was and, you know, Cole. You know, obviously those are the two that, you know, everybody that's older than us tells us about how competitive they were obviously, you know, Bird and Magic, but, you know, for me, it was Mike and Cole, like my coaches, you know, Everybody, older players, you know, vets, they would tell me how competitive those two were. And just to hear stories about those two and being around Kevin and Steph and Bronz is like, (laughs) these dudes is just as competitive as the stuff I'm hearing and stuff I'm seeing is just like, they're very competitive. Um, Those three, they work as hard as anybody um, in the gym. Steph, you know, I never saw Steph like, um, either like sometimes we want to road, like he'll go in at night, like after practice and shoot, but he was very like, you know, calculated with that stuff. Um, but one thing I learned from Steph and Kevin that was very eye-opening to me is they did everything game speed, literally everything. And I, and I shot with Steph every day. I shot with Steph every day and me, Steph and Clay, we did our competitions every other day. So, and that's when I knew I was a great shooter when they allowed me to shoot with them every day. I was like, wow, well, I can really shoot. Um, and that was another confidence booster for me. But, you know, I worked out with Steph every single day and I just would see how hard he worked. Um, five minutes to the workout, he's drenched in sweat. Um, and uh, all the stuff that he does in the game, is like, how does he do it? He's a freak of nature. Uh, yes, I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely has God-given talent. He's definitely, um, you know, different than, 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 than everybody, but he works his, he, he, he works his butt off. He works his butt off. He's a basketball savant. Like he knows everything about every player. Um, and uh, he's just a good dude, man. He's just a, a happy dude. He just comes in the, he's just he just lights up the room. Anytime, you know, he's around, it's just like positive. Um, win or lose, you know, if he plays well or if he doesn't play well, it's just, and he's always been like that. Like, I can remember when I first met him, I was a little starstruck because I was a big fan of him at Davidson. Obviously, I played with his brother Seth um, at Duke and I met him and I watched him work out. He he worked out you know, after we practiced and he was just going game speed. And this is obviously before, you know, he became, you know, superstar Steph, but, you know, he stayed with Steph Curry. So I watched him work out. Seth let me watch him. And, uh, you know, this, the same way he was working out in two thousand. 12, this was the lockout. 2011 was the same way, you know, I worked out with him in 2017, 2018, 2019. So obviously it doesn't happen, you know, by mistake, it doesn't happen on accident. And uh, I've been very outspoken about Steph is everybody thinks I'm biased because I played with him. I won a championship with him, whatever. I think he's the best point guard to ever play. Um, I don't think it's close. No disrespect to, you know, anybody who's played the position, but that's just my opinion. I just don't think, you know, there will ever be somebody or there's ever been somebody who, who just changed the game, how he's changed the game and plays how he plays. He scores at, at all levels of the court. You have to guard him at half court. He finishes as well as anybody. He dribbles the ball um, as well as anybody. He gives it up. He reminds you of Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, or Rip Hamilton off the move. Um, greatest shooter ever. And I think his shooting you know, <clears throat> overlooks, like, I think his entire game gets overlooked, just in how incredible his, his, his jump shooting is, which, obviously, he's the best shooter ever, but, I mean, he's as good a finisher, he's as good a playmaker, he's as, as good a ball handler, he's as good a rebounder from the point guard position, you know, um, I mean, I just don't think it's close, and obviously, he has the individual accolades with it, and also the championship, so, and he's getting better and better and better. Like stuff that we seen him do in 2016, we're like, there's no way he can play better than this, right? And obviously, he wins two more championships. And then it's like, obviously, Clay gets hurt. You know, Draymond's banged up a little bit the last two years. Um, and just to see how, what he did last year is just like him and Draymond just carried that team, and he gave all those guys confidence. Just like, I mean, no disrespect, they had no business even being in the playoff picture. Nobody in the beginning of the year thought that. You know, with Clay being out again, nobody thought that. But I think him and Draymond just wielded that team. So to see him get better and better and better and better. Yeah, 46 last night, something crazy. Like, yeah, he's incredible. I could talk about him all day. He's my favorite. He's my favorite. He's probably my favorite player in the league, him and Kevin. So um, he's incredible.
3: Well, that leads me to the final question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I know you're close with Kevin. I know you're close to Draymond. You love Steph. You love Clay. So let's talk when Clay returns. Mm-hmm. You have the Nets in the East. You have the Warriors in the West. I'm assuming right now that you're going to put those two teams as the best teams when For healthy, sure. right? For sure. For sure. What happens
1: the rest of the way? Um, it's Game Seven. It's Game Seven in Oracle. It's chase, game seven. chase, ah, oh, chase. <laughs> all right, all right, chase. It's Game Seven in Chase in San Fran, and it's hundred to hundred. Five seconds left. The power goes out. Adam Silver cancels the NBA. And <laughs> season's forfeit. Nobody wins. <laughs> uh, and that is... I don't know, man. I think Kyrie, I think Kyrie brings another element. I think he, he brings another element. But also Klay brings another element. So I think we haven't seen the best of these teams. And obviously, they're both playing great right now. But they're, they're missing, you know... <laughs> Two Hall of – I mean, a Hall of Famer each, you know, uh, X-Factors each. And, uh, you know, with Kyrie coming back, obviously, you know, there, his battles with Golden State through the years and what he brings. And obviously it's Clay, him coming back. I, I think he's going to come back, you know, like nothing happened. I've seen him moving a little bit in the clips and stuff. I think he's going to come back like nothing ever happened. And then I, I don't think Draymond's getting enough credit as well. Draymond's playing his best basketball in his career. Um, to me, to me, just you know, in that, in that, in that, in that situation, and with this roster, uh, I, I don't want to say they're overachieving, but I don't think you know if you started the season, I don't think people were thought that Golden State was going to be this good this early without Clay, mm-hmm. and just to see, you know, he should have got Defensive Player of the Year to me last year, but I think he's running away with it this year. So I think with Draymond, you know, he 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 makes it interesting as well. So. I don't know. I don't know. I don't this know. Is,
3: this is how you've maintained the most popular guy in the NBA. <laughs> right. The
1: answer is like that. Exactly. Exactly. exactly.
3: <laughs> because if you said the Warriors, you're getting a call from Kevin. And if you say the Nets, you're getting a call from Draymond. Yeah. But if you sit in the middle and say Adam Silver's canceling the season, <laughs> you both win. That's how you maintain friendships. It is very impressive, Quinn Cook.
1: They know. They know. They know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is so great. Um, man, it was so good chatting with you and, and really appreciate it. And obviously rooting for you to have another 10 years in the league, but whenever you're done, what do you think? Broadcasting? Because yeah, that's what I'm I, be. to yeah? be yeah, analysts broadcast, like what, what's, what's in the cards?
1: So like my, my dream job is like Kenny Smith, like, you know, wasn't an all-star, you know, was a good player, great, great role player, champion, you know, was close with everybody in the league. And you know, he goes up there, you know, once a week, talks his stuff with the superstars and he holds his own and you know, he's made a great career that that's like who I want to be in 20 years. So I don't know the path to get there, you know, if it's broadcasting, um, you know, sideline reporter, something. I also like uh, you know, I think Draymond, Draymond like kind of got me thinking about the front office, you know, how because me and him talk a lot of just about different scenarios and different trades and he – He's, he's actually the first person to really teach me about the money in the league, just like, you know, you know, the tax and uh, salary cap and all that stuff. So, you know, we argue like hypothetical trades a lot, you know, even still to this day. So, um, you know, maybe front office, I don't know, but broadcasting TV is my first passion for sure.
3: Okay, so whenever you're ready, you just let me know. Okay. And we'll get something going, you know, even just to get the training wheels going, you know, just for get you just sure. a little, just get a little experience under your belt. And then all of a sudden you'll take off and you'll forget I ever existed or something. You just let me know.
1: Okay. That's, uh, that's I'm, the, I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely following your footsteps. For sure. <laughs>
3: yeah, right. No, trust me. Have, you have bigger plans than that. All right. Uh, Quinn Cook, thank you so much for joining. Really, really appreciate it.
1: Appreciate it, man. Good to see you. Doug Nation. Miss y'all, man. Thanks for you know the memories, thanks for all the positive love you guys still give me you know, every day on social media and when I'm in town. One you know, are the best fans in the world. You now I appreciate y'all, miss y'all, love y'all, and happy to see you know Golden State doing well again because y'all definitely deserve it. So, uh, Grant, appreciate you, man. This was this was awesome.
3: Always a pleasure, and uh, yeah, you're still a fan favorite out here, so I can tell you that. So, uh, yeah. all right, Quinn, have a good one.
1: I right, appreciate you, bro